Dave, hello again. Ian, how you doing? I am well, and we have a guest this week, uh, Alejandro Brown, uh, founder of I70 Things. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you guys so much for having me tonight. Yes, I am very excited. So we are in Colorado, as we've discussed many times. Um, and Alejandro, you run sort of like a, uh, it started out as, a, as an Instagram account, right? Um, a, a pretty I-70 through Colorado specific account. But before everyone who's not from Colorado tunes out, it's pretty, uh, I think it's a, a pretty universal, <laughs> it has a universal appeal because it's uh, a lot of stuff that we all see and deal with on our, on our daily basis uh, in traffic and all that. So just real quick, just tell the people what I-70 Things is and kind of like how it started. Of course. I mean, I think how it started is the most important part just because everyone thinks it was, you know, planned from the get-go and it was going to be this big thing and that's absolutely not how it started, right? For me, I was stuck on I-70 like most people have experienced or unfortunately will experience and I was stuck on a long drive from Denver to Aspen and we were going for an event. I was with a buddy actually, and I was riding shotgun. So what do you usually do? You take pictures, videos of the things you see. So the I-70 things, mm -hmm. the things in this sense, right? And it was just ridiculous this day. I mean, it was nuking out, you know, cars were off the side of the road. Of course there were fender benders and, what really solidified it for me that day is we were probably a hundred yards from the semi that just totally jackknifed and blocked Ooh. both lanes. Oh, Holy man. cow. And it was one of those things where we looked at each other. I was with my buddy Hunter at the time and we looked at each other and said, this is, you know, going to be a couple hours, if not more. And we had a state trooper come up to our window and said, Hey, what we're going to do is we're going to evacuate you guys off the side, off the road because, you know, we need emergency crews to be able to get to the accident. And so we went, we were going westbound. We ended up doing a U-turn in the westbound lanes and we started driving eastbound. So closest exit and then got off there. Wow. And while we were doing that, I was like, Oh, I have a great idea. <laughs> and, Inspiration struck. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately so. So uh, that's when I posted, made the account, posted the first photo. It's still the same one today. And that was from my day that day. That's great. And, and what's funny too about that is that, you know, for anyone who's not in Colorado, like that's not an uncommon story, really. Like that, I mean, usually not to that degree of having to drive the wrong way on, on the highway or whatever but you know uh i-70 is the is the main highway the main interstate that runs east west through through colorado and goes up into the mountains and it it gets crazy weather and but you have people who are just like driving through and don't know about snow tires or whatever um and it causes havoc all the time so it's like the traffic that everyone in the u.s deals with but like on steroids essentially right it, it that's 
well said i mean how i put it to most people is you know when you picture a highway what do you picture right it's usually you're driving pretty fast mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what lane you're in you're driving fast mm -hmm. and mostly it's flat on both sides yeah luckily for us and i say luckily because we're very fortunate to have the mountains so close by and you know we get to take advantage of that but with that comes the i-70 things as we you know <laughs> yeah. as, as what it's coined as and i yeah. mean that just says we have elevation we have ups and downs and we're not going up hills we're going up mountains we're going through the continental divide yeah and it's a lot of factors that you know most people who drive say on a highway aren't usually used to and that's where the unfortunate things happen just because of the elements that we have to abide to abide by as you know drivers and yeah. that's kind of what i 70 things caters to and i consider it you know i 70 is the gateway to your next adventure right so you're usually driving on i 70 if you're from colorado you're driving to your next adventure you want to go to the mountains you want to go skiing snowboarding camping hiking whatever it may be but it's in the mountains and that's because that's our backyard that's our playing field that's where we get to enjoy you know why we live here for and the activities the state provides but you know there is this barrier and that's i-70 itself and that's the gateway to our next adventure right it yeah i always think about this too of like how you know it always seems so easy right you just you hop in the car and you don't think about it like i'm just going to go do this thing but you know i think we get really complacent with that of you know oh we're humans we can just do what we want but you know the world has other plans sometimes and uh we run into that like a lot more than i think you do in in other parts of the country where you'll get you'll be driving along in a t-shirt in denver and it's 70 degrees out and then you drive an hour and it's you know 20 below and a foot of snow on the ground you know it's it's crazy right i mean just to riff off that i mean one of the coolest notions is you know if you're driving let's call it east to west and you're in the eisenhower tunnel on the east mm -hmm. side it can be yeah. sunny once you get out on the west side, I mean, it can be, you know, snowing in 30 degrees, you know, yeah, obviously. And it's one of those things where you're just like, okay, I, you know, <laughs> it's, it is what it is. There's nothing you can do about it. And the big thing, like I kind of push for is preparedness because all I can do is try to tell people, Hey, this is what it might be like. Be prepared because not only are you helping yourself, but you're helping every single other person on the road by being prepared. I think that's one thing that really sets your account apart from a lot of other kind of like uh, things where people send submissions and stuff like that, like that, like awareness factor of what you're providing. Like it has a different ring than just like kind of aggregate accounts or anything like that. Right. You know? Like, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate that. I mean, you know, it's one of those things where I can do so much. I can remind you about the traction law. I can remind you about, hey, you know, it might snow today. The weather, there might be inclement weather, you know, so-and-so. And 
the biggest thing is you decide what you do. But my goal is, let's say the traction lot, if we can get a couple people off the road every day that shouldn't be there, who knows what it could have been. Right. Mm -hmm. And that makes it safer for everyone and usually quicker, right? Because traffic, unfortunately, in the winter is usually due to, you know, vehicles that are not abiding by the traction law. Right. So that's a great point that you brought up. No, yeah. I mean, it's it's on your blog. You have links to uh, Colorado Department of Transportation Resources. You have the traction law um, flow sheet. Like, do you have all-wheel drive? Like, I, I love you just have that right on your site, right? And then, you know, you have like the like, you know, you, you go to your Instagram account and you have like the barrel of a cement mixer sitting on the side of the road. You know? like, it's, it's so good. Like the variety, you know, like, yeah. So it's, it's very much appreciated and, and we enjoy seeing stuff like that. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Can you tell us about like the first time that somebody submitted something to you or like, how did, how did that start? Oh, uh, that's, that's a great question because at first, you know, how most Instagram accounts start, I'd assume at least is I had my, let's call it album of content, right? And it was from the years that I was at Boulder and, you know, I had all these images and videos of things that were going awry on I-70. And I was like, oh my God, like, this is crazy. Let me send it to my friends. Da, da, da. And I forget who the individual was who actually sent me their first, like, you know, piece of content. They're like, hey, I have this. It's kind of crazy. I saw it on I-70. Would you like to post it? And I was like, mm, yeah, okay, for sure. And I was like, I'll give you credit. Like, let's see. And I mean, this was at what, 100 followers, Some, you know, something like very small and posted that it did like fairly well, nothing special, but I was thinking about it for a few days later and I was like, Oh, light bulb. I think I understand how to make this thing grow. And it's nothing, it's not for me. It's for everyone. Right. right. How can I help everybody? And this was the, okay, I, I know how to grow this account and how to make it for the people, by the people, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, your, your followers don't disappoint. There are some crazy things in here, like the cement mixer on the side of the road, for sure. Um, I mean, there's all sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, but the one thing I was wondering about too is, you know, how you know, we talked about the traction laws and kind of like trying to steer it in a, in a way that's um, actually helpful and stuff like just in general, how is your, has it changed your kind of relationship with, with cars or with the idea of traffic of, um, you know, complaining about traffic instead of being like, Oh, you're the traffic. Um, you know, how, how is seeing all of this and kind of, getting a glimpse into the public's the way the public uses the road uh kind of changed your ideas about that i love that just because um i mean i've always been a car guy i love cars um big stick guy you know mm -hmm. and there's there's two pieces to this i think there's the internal and the external right so the internal for me is 
understanding how like the Colorado Department of Transportation works. I hadn't worked with the government before, mm -hmm. but understanding their campaigns, why they're running them, when they're running them, that's really interesting just because it helps all of us. Mm -hmm. And we only see the final product and that's what you're stuck with. But the mission, why they're doing it, when they're doing it, I mean, we, we don't really know unless you're on the inside, right? And right. then the second part of that is, like you mentioned, like the traction piece. I mean, that is so important just because you can either make it up the hill or you can't. Right. <laughs> and I could leave it at that if I wanted to, but I mean, it affects all of us. And that's what everybody sees, right? When you can't make it up the hill. But when you can, what is it? Is it two-wheel drive, four-wheel drive? Is it your tires? Yeah. You know, weight distribution? I mean, they're, you know, what uh, what's on the ground that day? Is it snow? Is it rain? Is it sleet? Is it hail? I mean, there's so many factors that go into this. And especially when you're climbing, you know, say, or going down six miles from the tunnel to Silverthorne, right? Can you stop? Can you not stop? How much does your vehicle weigh? Right. And, you know, there's so many factors that are important to understanding this kind of external piece of what ends up on I-70 things and why is that the case? And if we can learn why that's the case, maybe, you know, you'll be, hopefully you'll be better off next time <laughs> you hit the road. Right. And that's the goal here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like driving I-70 into the mountains is like a little bit like a boss battle in a video game, right? Like, let, like there's some people that see like all the extra ammo and all the health stuff and like all the like power-ups and they're just like, whatever, don't need it. And they go through that <laughs> door, right? And they get waxed by the boss, right? And then there's yeah. folks that are like very prepared. They're picking up their loadout. They've got everything, right? And guess what? You make it. You make it that day, right? You know, I don't know. I seventy, I seventy is a beast, right? Yeah, it's yeah, a harsh it, mistress. It, it is. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. You're, you're so right. I mean, it's one of those things, and I mean, the best way to put it is every day is different. So, what does that mean? You know, what you faced yesterday doesn't necessarily mean you'll face today, face tomorrow, and so on. So how can you best prepare yourself and your vehicle so that you can conquer whatever mission you know you're trying to go on right and that's what we try to support yeah absolutely yeah absolutely um have have you ever what's like a, a thing that you've done where if this account has had existed before you created it and and someone else was running it you would have ended up on i70 things have you ever done something that you you would have featured on on here as like being a being an idiot that's a very fair question and i'll be completely <laughs> honest with this one um i've never been asked this so um you guys get the tea and <laughs> so um i mean i i think about this all the time actually it's uh when we were in college so we were freshmen in boulder 
we had one friend with a car and it was a truck. Yeah. And what we would do was, you know, we'd drive up to say Keystone, for example, right? Or a basin. And we would get in the, the cab was full. Five person cab, cab was full, but this was the only person with a truck at the time or a vehicle at the time. So what we would do was we get in the bed of the truck, which is legal in Colorado, but you know, we're fully kitted in our skiing or snowboard gear, sleeping bag, helmet on, boots on, everything <laughs> in a sleeping bag, and we would just be lying there. And the best and you know, thank thankfully we got there safely every time. But that's <laughs> so was, sketchy. So like now, now that I run this account, it's like I would what was I thinking? I would never do that again, right? Well, if somebody but, sent you that picture, you'd be like, oh, I'm absolutely posting that. That's crazy. <laughs> well, the best part is you couldn't even see us because we were just lying down. Right? Yeah, right. And we would share headphones, so we would listen to the same <laughs> thing. But, I mean, we couldn't even talk to each other if you're lying in the bed of a truck, oh, two yeah. or three people. I mean, yeah. it's so loud, you can't hear anything. And the best part was... <laughs> on the way back when we hit traffic you know we pop up and like sit up right and other other cars were like what and there's people back there like what do you do and you know it was their reaction i mean they were so friendly like yeah do you want some chips do you want some, some okay. of this like, Gatorade? do you want that we're like sure like, and we're just chatting with them but yeah i i would never do that again that's definitely my <laughs> That's that's a great answer. I, I, and I think you touch on something that I really like in, in uh, about like the traffic on I-70 is that like when you're in it, when you're stuck, like there's kind of a sense of camarad, com, I can't say it, camaraderie that forms, right? Like people playing pickleball, you know, yeah. like. I have on my, on the notes for the show, I have the camping chair phenomenon of people like. <laughs> setting up great one for the audio listeners alejandro just threw his hands up (laughs) (laughs) i mean no to both of your points i mean you know there's the phenomenon of let's say let's call it slowing down in traffic right for you slow down in traffic you're not moving at 55 miles an hour plus you know happy days at least you're moving and then there's the stop and go traffic which you're not getting out of your vehicle at that point you know still fortunately you're moving and then there's the okay you know the highway's closed and that's where the camping chairs pop up people are like what do i do to entertain myself i mean there's guys doing push-ups on the side of the road there's <laughs> the camping chair phenomena like you know all these things and those degrees are all different but also kind of the same because it means like you know something probably isn't going well up ahead and all we can do is kind of i don't want to say suffer but what we can do is you know suck it up and hope it you know starts to roll smoothly soon yeah right like there's nothing you nothing you can really do to control it right yeah so you might as well like if it stopped like to try to figure out how to have a little fun yeah see if anybody is hungry around you you know yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think I've, I'm pretty sure I've seen pictures on the account too of, of people like grilling on the side <laughs> of the road too. Like people will full on just bust out their camping gear and start grilling stuff up for the people around them. Hey, if you're hungry, you know, 
everybody eats. So you know. <laughs> why not? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. let's see here. Um, so one thing, and this will segue us nicely into one of our games that we're going to play. But another thing that uh, that we talk about on the show a lot is vanity plates, and I know that you probably get sent a lot of vanity plates. Um, you know, have your has your opinion of them changed and have you ever had one yourself? Ooh, those are great questions. So I can answer this in like part B really quickly. I have not had one myself. Okay. Um, has my opinion about them changed? Okay. You know, there's such a wide variety. And I mean, yeah, the hot poop. I mean, <laughs> the brown Tesla with a hot poop vanity plate. Yeah. I mean, that's meant to be. You know, at that point, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's just. Well, and in the pandemic, I mean, we've. So we do yeah, a lot no of notes. vanity plates on our show. We, yeah. we do a lot of vanity plate content on our show. Okay. And people send us vanity plates a lot. And the Tesla vanity plate is it's like its own subgenre of like, no, <laughs> no gas, blah, 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 whatever, you know. Right, right all that sort of stuff. And so this is such, I, I don't want to say fresh air because that doesn't seem right given the content, but like it is sort of a breath of fresh air to just see something so like crazy and nonsensical on a Tesla instead of I'm better than you. Uh, right. It's pretty fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that one's perfect. <laughs> yeah i think that was that was largely like when when people started sending us vanity plates we were like okay this is something here right mm -hmm. yeah. yeah yeah and uh I, I mean yeah i70 brings it when it comes to vanity plates you know yeah i i mean i get them all the time i need to do more compilations like this honestly just because the the volume is out the roof and it's one yeah. of those things where I mean, it's interesting to see, right? Mm -hmm. Most people see and they're like, you're, you're kidding me, right? Yeah. They're like, this can't. <laughs> and I mean, some of these are, are perfect, like, especially the Colorado ones that have something regarding I-70, like, right. you know, we can see I-70 West, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I-70 West or even, you know, hate I-70 or off <laughs> I-70. Those are like other ones I've seen and it's just like, you feel what I feel. That's, you know, yeah. that's spot on. I feel right. like the DMV should just give you the plate at no additional cost if you come up with something that clever for I-70. I'll petition that. Yeah, they're yeah. just like, this one's on us. Yeah. yeah. Well yeah. done. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think my last, like, real, like, proper question that I have for you um, is is about sort of, like, the discourse around the the toll lane so again for our non-colorado listeners there's been a push in colorado to do like this private public partnership and develop sort of toll lanes on all the the main like artery interstates uh that go through at least along the front range and through denver and that sort of stuff um and they're not without controversy like they're you know the idea of it being a public private partnership and having a private company is controversial and there's always you know kind of a push and pull between more funding for roads versus funding public transportation and stuff and and i'm i'm wondering i'm curious about the sort of discourse on in in your community that you've built and whether people are 
happy with the the toll the addition of the toll lane or 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 kind of how that's been going yeah so i mean that's a great point and i don't think i can speak for everyone but it's one of those things where you know we have a lane an extra lane that is pay to play we should mm -hmm. call it right and in that sense while it's pay to play it's also not technically a full lane you know in this in the sense of size mm -hmm. so i think what i was reading and don't quote me on this please but what i was reading was since it's technically not a full lane they can't operate it 24 7. so it has to be open hmm. you know according to certain times and also you know a percentage per week or per day, whatever it might be. And that creates this thing where it's, oh, when is traffic flowing versus when is traffic still, let's open or have it closed. And I think that's a topic actually you guys would be, you know, well-versed in and you could probably look it up and kind of understand the minutia, but it's one of those things, if it can't be open 24 seven, it's unfortunately a little difficult to call it a solution in our right. sense because you know let's let's say it's uh february right it's dumping snow people are trying to get up to the mountains it can't be open all right it's been snowing for three four days now can't be open you know at least 24 7. Now it creates that predicament for everyone on the road. It's like, oh, why is the express lane not open? And there's a reason for that, but we just don't know as a public. And yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, and that's unfortunate just because, I mean, my job is to understand and provide. Yeah. And then hopefully if you're stuck in traffic, I can tell you why you're stuck in traffic. And if possible, when you should start rolling again. And if the express lane has its own rules, it's difficult for me to do that. Mm. So I'm with everyone on this one. And, you know, I wish it was open 24 seven and that'd be happy days for all of us. But at the same time, if it's not, you know, we should figure out why that's the case and if we can change that. Yeah. Like you, like you mentioned earlier, people are only seeing like the end effect of it. They're not seeing all of the behind like all of the stuff that's adding up to it, right? It's it's difficult, like you said, to call that a solution when there's this like calculus going on behind it, right? Yeah. Right. And at that point, I mean, it's a calculus for the government. I mean, that you know, if people think I'm involved, I'm sorry, I'm not. No. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's not your fault that the I, toll lane is yeah, not I, open. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not part of that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Don't was, blame Alejandro. Uh, <laughs> thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 interesting um well what do you say we play we play a couple games we're about we're like 40 minutes in let's let's play a couple games i i think it. i may have the perfect license plate game for you alejandro so it, uh -oh. in this game i'm going to show you on the browser here i'm going to show you three uh cars with their vanity plates blacked out and then the actual text will be on the side and you get to match Right, like draw the line style, right? Um, yeah, this yeah. really rewards like stereotyping people and gross generalizations. Uh, so just go with your go with your instincts. And I haven't seen this before, 
either. So we're going to be a team so we can, we can work together and zoom in, get context clues from stickers and stuff like that. Let's do it. This All one right. is called only in Colorado. All right, here we go. All right. Very fitting. I'll tell the, fo- I'll tell the folks what you're seeing while you take it in here. So we have a black Toyota Tundra up top with the, a ski rack and uh uh ca- what uh camper topper yeah a topper yeah yeah we've got a white lexus rx 350 and then down at the bottom we have a uh a dodge ram pick em up truck in black also uh blacked out wheels and uh yeah so we can zoom oh and then the uh plates yeah ian do you want to read the plates <laughs> yeah rocky hm uh rocky ham i think is what it, obviously <laughs> rocky ham delicious uh, rocky ham yeah um uh colorado so co crave uh krav like krav maga the martial arts oh co krav okay yep. Yep. and then the number four teeners four teeners someone who likes the someone who likes to hike a lot yep Oh man, this is gonna be, this is a tough one. So we can yeah, this, this. we can zoom in here. Uh, you know, there's not much in the way of context clues, but uh, yeah, what's this LCH sticker about? Do we know? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure what that is. I wish yeah. I did. Yeah, hmm. we've got a pretty bone stock Lexus RX 350. Yeah. Oh, the F Sport. The F Sport. It's got the little F Sport badge on the side there. Yeah. Okay. And then we've got Not a lot of people know that just stands for for sport. <laughs> for sport. <laughs> the F is it's the full name is for sport sport. That's <laughs> the full name of that trim nice. level. Nice. Then we've got a pretty blacked out uh, Ram Laramie. Yeah. Yeah. Fifteen hundred. Yep. Not trailer hitch. Off of. Yeah. Tool, what, you got toolbox. any? You got any initial initial thoughts, Alejandro? What do you think? I mean, my first thought is like, let's try to place this 14er. Yeah. Just because, you know, that's the more, I don't want to say original, but, you know. What's, the, what's the Rocky Ham thing? Rocky uh, yeah. HM? I think it's Rocky Home. Rocky Home. Mm, yeah. Oh, uh, that's probably one of the plate, uh, one of the trucks then? Or is it, is it, the mom in the lexus that's kind of what i was thinking it's the lexus i think that's the lexus all right let's go with that let's place that there okay so then we got to think who of these other two are doing martial arts and bragging about it probably with the hard top uh i mean they're both i feel like a dodge ram a dodge ram kind of ram would probably (laughs) yeah don't mess with me right yeah and the and the the tundra looks like maybe it's set up more for camping and stuff maybe yeah that's a very good point yeah all right let's do that so okay yeah 14ers with the tundra rocky home with the lexus and call it a crave crab whatever with the with the brodozer down there all right all right i think you guys are going to be happy here's the answers you got it three out of three man Alejandro, Ian, way to go! Cheers to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we well, really, like worked through that. That was good. Uh, also, how bananas is it that somebody has a license plate that says 14 ers right? Like, 
If you are outside of Colorado, you would not let children anywhere near that motherfucker. Like, yeah. That is, yeah, that's very true. I mean, yeah. very Colorado saying, very Colorado thing. If you get it, you get it. If you don't, it yeah. sounds terrible. <laughs> right? Yeah, yes. definitely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm really into 14ers. Yeah. 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 Like please, please just yeah. keep that truck in Colorado. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's hilarious. Yeah. Well done. I'm proud of you guys, man. Yeah. So we actually have another round of this. Uh, it's one yeah. that I made. So it's one that Dave has not seen yet. Um, these are also ones that I took all within all in Colorado. Um, uh, this one is called treats and things. All right. Alejandro, we got this. All right. So we got up top. You got a, a Chevy Malibu, maybe with some smoked taillights, which is the dumbest car mod of all time. <laughs> then we've got uh yeah, it's a, gonna be pulled over. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> or rear-ended, yeah. Uh and then we've got a, a Ford Escape uh under that in black with the sunroof open. Oh. And then we've got a debadged BMW X5. Yeah, your license plates, plates, Dave, you want to? Sure. Yeah, the license plates are bananas. Uh, (laughs) Dabong three, D-A-B-O-N-G three. My candy. um, And then sweetie, S-W-3-3-T-I-E. Yeah. Um, I mean, Alejandro, right out the gate, we got to try to figure out who is Dabong. The BMW. You think sweetie? You think sweetie for this one? Uh, I mean, dude, look at that thing. I, mean, I know, no right? emblems. Yep, like some weird custom Black BMW emblems. Yeah. Yep. Yep, and just some little extra I decals mean, there. The window's also broken on. The oh passenger. yeah. Well, it also I just noticed. So they've also tinted their taillights, but done such a poor job that it's actually peeling oh it is peeling yeah yeah you're right okay boy i i'm getting a strong debong uh off of the chevy malibu yeah yeah i I agree with that one yeah you think so okay all right um yeah and i think sweetie is just bananas enough to work for the (laughs) x5 yeah I agree. Yeah. Okay. Then that's going to put my candy on the Ford Escape. Ian, are these in order? All right. That's okay. that's that's your that's your guess. Anyone want to change their answer? We're good. All right. Well, guys, we had a good run. <laughs> uh, you got them all wrong. Oh, no way. <laughs> so my candy's on the Malibu. Yeah. We got uh, Sweetie on the Escape and we got Debong. I was thinking that could be the other Debong one. Yeah. Right? I mean, I mean, the Debong one is so cartoonish, right? Of like clapped out BMW X5 with peeling <laughs> taillight tint and those decals. This is made all the better by the fact that I took this in the Goodwill parking lot. Um, <laughs> it was. You took all of these? Yes. Yourself? 
Yep. No way. Yeah. yeah I and I, I took all the ones on the back. previous one. <laughs> okay. I love that. <laughs> yeah. We, Jeez, we're like Colorado's offering. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Our wives are used to us just going like, ah, ah take a picture. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I told this story before on the show, but like I was on a work trip one time and I saw a, a, a sob that was a really rare sob. It was a 9.4X, which they made like four of before they went out of business. But I was on a work trip and I was in the middle of a conversation with a coworker in the in my, in my the passenger seat. And I like threw my phone on. I was like, take a picture of that. And it just looks like a like a crossover, you know, like it's just like yeah. a, a gray crossover. And he's like, what do you, why? It doesn't <laughs> matter, just do it. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I saw, what was it, the past episode? Where you had the Alpina, and I was like, oh. "Yeah, yeah." I mean, talk about like a well, well, not well-known car, but just you know, for the inner group, it's a goal car. Absolutely, I'd love to have one. I mean, it's very low-key. You'd never know. Not flashy. Great body. Yep. And I mean, that thing roars, right? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. a B7 Alpina. Like, so <laughs> it's, yeah, it's one of those things where I was like, damn, like, when's my day to have one of those? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, like the Colorado car scene, like what I 70 provides in variety, like the Colorado car scene, I feel like we have such like diverse stuff on the road out here. Like, if you go on like Colorado Craigslist and look for stuff, you're not going to find the same stuff in like Kansas city or like Albuquerque, like any of the like nearby biggish cities. Like it's, yeah, it, it's diverse. That. Yeah. Right. You're, you're true. You're so right. I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, you might have that Ferrari that's been sitting in the garage and like evergreen or Vale or Beaver Creek yeah. and it's well taken care of. But of course you have, you know, the homie who has a Tacoma, or RAV4 that's been ripping to and from the mountains, you know, for years. And then you have this whole segment of, let's call it like camper vans almost. Oh yeah. Like and I the mean, some of those, stuff, right? Yeah. yeah the overland, I mean, you know, obviously you have like the sprinters, the Mercedes mm-hmm. sprinters that are like up here, but you also have other, you know, people who converted a schoolie, like a bus and <laughs> it's just as cool. You're like, oh, you have a bathroom and a shower. I mean, <laughs> all right, I could live there too, you know? Yeah, like a tile <laughs> so, floor or like a hardwood floor in your car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome to see. Yeah. Well, yeah, the whole concept of like a winter beater is like, yeah, is like a, like the Midwest, in the upper Midwest where I grew up, there's definitely that idea too, where pe- there will be people who have the car that they drive in winter, but it's a beater because they salt the roads really heavily. And so they're going to just, the car is just going to dissolve into nothing in 10 years. Right. So they have cars that they do that with, but here it's like, it's a much more like the winter beater game here is, is another level from that of it's luxurious. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, and it, or, or rugged, like super, super rugged right. and utilitarian, right. you know, yeah. not, no, not that. a disposable thing that you're throwing out. That's what a winter beater means in the rest of the country. Yeah. Of course. And like, where, where are you guys actually from originally? Missouri, from Kansas City, Missouri. 
Yeah. Okay. yeah and Chicago I-70. and elsewhere in the Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Dave, you know, I 70, but yeah, I'm, I'm from Boston originally. So I mean, oh. for me it was, okay, we're taking the cars to, you know, the shop and we're going to have summer tires replaced with winter tires. And, you know, it was just a thing, right? Because mm-hmm. we grew up driving on winter tires in the winter and then summer tire. It was like a very specific thing. And you always wanted to beat the first snowfall. It was, it was almost, you know, a play. It was magic, but you're like, I think it's going to snow in the next couple of weeks. Like I need my appointment and it would happen. Right. And you're like, Oh, thank God. <laughs> and then here, it's one of those things where people are like, let's risk it. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, and I mean, it's one of those things I can't even believe because fortunately, actually one of my partners now is a uh, Nokian tires. Right. Oh yeah. And I mean, Fun fact, they were the first company, they, they invented the snow tire. So they were the first company to come out with snow tires. Oh. And that's really cool because, I mean, they're all season tires, which most people are like, oh yeah, all seasons, those don't work in the winter. You know, well, I guess if you know, they're like, oh yeah, those don't work in the winter. They freeze up, they harden up, you know, you skid, all that stuff. The joke is they're the three season tires. Yeah. Exactly. They're the three season tires, right? There's no such thing as four. Yeah. And for them, fortunately, they understood the assignment, did their homework, and were able to create something where the tread provides for four seasons, which is one of the biggest things, you know. And then on top of that, if it doesn't harden up, you know, you still have traction. And if I say, I don't know, 15 years ago now, when I was a young kid and I was driving with my parents. If I knew about that, I'd say, Hey, let's, you know, get some Nokian tires. Cause now I don't have to lift these tires and put them in the car and they weigh half my, <laughs> half my weight and you know, throwing out my back as a, you know, 12 year old trying to throw these in the car. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Well, we're yeah. glad we're glad you came to Colorado, and we're glad that you were inspired to start I seventy things. You know, like we're glad that the inspiration struck because you have you definitely have carved out a really awesome corner of the internet for for like minded folks, for people that are just curious, for people that need to learn like that the mountains can snap and bite you in a moment's notice. Mm-hmm. You know, it it's uh. We're really thankful because it's great. It, it provides us a lot of a lot of entertainment and information. We're very, very thankful for it. No, I yeah. appreciate that. And that goes both ways. I mean, you guys are doing amazing things as well. And I hope not only your passion for cars and vehicles, you know, gets across to people, but also, hey, you know, we're all in this together. That's the biggest thing. That's yeah. That's the message from me. And Absolutely. then now it's, if that's the fact, like, how can we make it safer, more enjoyable and quicker, more efficient, you know, yeah. so you can get from point A to point B and you can actually have dinner with your friends when you come back to Denver or get up to the mountains quicker. So you can, you know, put your skis on or your board on and, you know, get first tracks or whatever it is. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So on your Instagram profile, you have a link well, for, I mean, if anybody's not following you on Instagram, they need to, right? 
you have a you have your link uh, that takes you to the Traction Law blog, the Colorado Department of Transportation flow sheet that you have there. Uh, you've got a shop and you've got the CDOT travel alerts. You've got some great merch. I like this. Make I-70 move again. Yeah. Camp in the mountains, not the left lane. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yes, let's give a round of applause yeah. for that <laughs> Yes, one. there you go. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, where else, uh, anything else that you would like to plug um, or, or any other place that folks can find you? Yeah, so... I'd love to plug uh, the beer sponsors. So, oh, Outlaw Beer, they're doing great things. They're a mile high light beer. They're based out of Denver. It's actually Tivoli Brewing. If you didn't know, they're the oldest brewery in Colorado, yep. and you know they're just providing people with a great light beer. If that's your thing, you know, check them out. You won't be disappointed. And then on top of that. Nokian tires. We're doing awesome Absolutely. things with them. Check out or try to find the billboards that are popping up along I-70 uh, for the next few months out here. And hey, if you're ever stuck on I-70, um, feel free to show us what's happening and hashtag keep I-70 moving so we see what you're seeing and hopefully we can fix that. Nice. I love that. Hashtag I keep I-70 moving. Yeah. That's Dave, great. What what should people do if they enjoyed this generally? You know what? Uh, besides giving Alejandro a follow, text us vanity plates if you see him at 720-515-1391. Send all the crazy I-70 stuff to Alejandro. Um, yeah. 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 Alejandro, thank you again. This was awesome. Uh, I'm ex so excited we were able to make this work. Um, Dave, everybody else, we love you. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs>